Welcome to Brain Fuel Podcast, where we give you the good, the bad, and the ugly in life and business. Hey folks, hope everyone's well and staying strong during lockdown. Today in the podcast, I chat to the Geordie Lion, Richard Heslop, who shares his story how he turned semi-professional footballer into a personal trainer who trains the stars. We also find out who Pauline is. It's a great chat between us, so please remember to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. Today's podcast is kindly sponsored by VerifyTrader.co.uk. Richard, welcome on to the podcast. It's great to have you on, my man. How are you? Hello, mate. Nice to be here. Um, yeah, I'm all good um, in these strange times. But I know. But uh, doing things like this keeps you going, and it's nice to be able to talk to someone, actually. Yeah, some, someone with a human brain for once. Eh? Yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> normally it's, can you please scan this item again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not um, as fun, is it? Yeah, I know. How's, how's lockdown for you? Are, you? are you managing to convert your business to yes. onto line and stuff? Um, I have done, and it's actually surprised me, to be honest. Um, I mean, the first few days I was a bit, I'm not going to lie, my head was gone, and I was thinking, oh, God, like, I've built all this up, and then it's now all just come crashing down, and you know the whole feeling, sorry for your routine, but yeah. I think I think um, it's given me a lot of confidence in myself, actually, that I can adapt, um, and if anything, I'm actually really enjoying myself um, at the moment with what I'm doing, and kind of like how relaxed it is and being able to do a few FaceTime calls and then check in with clients now and again. Um, and obviously like be with my dog and, and things like that. And it's just lovely. Um, I'm locked down with my girlfriend as well. So it's not like I'm in my house by myself. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it can get a bit tense sometimes. I think a bit, it's a bit too similar. Um, and maybe it's a bit too easy. Yeah. You, you know, um, there's no challenges. And I think, I think when you go to shops and, um, when you see a lack of people about, then it hits you again that you are locked down, and it's kind of a bit of a brain. It, it, I don't know. It's a bit of a game sometimes. I think, isn't it? Yeah. I, don't I think know how... we just need to be positive, looking. Yeah. Out, you know, for for the going forward, um, it's just about trying to keep that positive mindset, isn't it? Of course, um, it really is. It, it, I mean, I think I've been positive, and it's worked. And it's and when I am positive, I have much better days. Um, it's easier said than done, though, because I think anything little, like you can have an argument. I could have an argument with my girlfriend, or um, I could see something on Instagram. It'll just turn you in a bit of a mood, or yeah. um, I'm maybe overeating, or I'm just bored and eating. And it's just like little things can really ruin your day, and that's what I've noticed. But it's just about like keeping a positive mindset and having a routine. I think. Yeah, definitely. Routine's the key thing. Yeah. Um, as for for me anyway. Um, so let's just take it back. Um, how was how was a young Richard? Was he was he you know for schooling? Were you interested in schooling? Um, you know, were you more a sports guy? How, how was it for you? Um, I was interested in school, but I never really liked going. Um, I always wanted to be at home, and I always wanted to be kind of like maybe around my mum and dad and playing football with my friends. And I think the 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 thought of school was kind of a bit of a chore um, once I was there I wasn't naughty or anything like that I just kind of like got by and counted down the counted down the hours I suppose yeah um, 
But I did enjoy it. I did enjoy it some days. Um, but I never really was that academic, I don't suppose. Yeah. Um, very average, if anything. Yeah. And were you interested, were you, know, were you a sporty guy at school? Now you're obviously in the PT industry. Were you sporty back then? or? Yeah, always played football. Always right. played cricket, every sport, really. Um, loved PE. We always wanted to like have PE, running, everything. Yeah. Everything that was to do with kind of sport and um, PE and I've been outside really. Um, yeah. my, da- my dad's very big on like going on walks outdoors um, and it's just like, it's it's just one of them things where I think cooped up in a classroom really gave me kind of like, not anxiety, but it just made me feel like claustrophobic and I didn't want to be there, you know? Yeah, you can't beat the great outdoors. Eh? Yeah, exactly. So... You know, you were into football and stuff. Were you any good? You know, did you play to a decent level? Or yeah, played to a decent level. Played for um, Whitley Bay, so they're like semi-professional team. All right, okay. Um, the local team, and uh, I mean, I I, ne- I think there was one or two years I think where I feel like I really pushed for it and I thought I could do something with it and make a career out of it. Yep. Um, and then sadly, I think it, it just. I think it, you get to a certain age where you realise, right, I've either got to make it now and get in a team, like a professional setup, yeah, or real realistically that's it. And no, even though a semi-professional is decent, I think as a kid back then you you don't feel like that. You you feel like that's a failure. And then I think you either keep going because you really really love football, or you 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 totally just cut, like quit it all. Um, it's obviously hard when there's like influences of like drinking and going out with your friends. Um, and that's never really was my excuse. My excuse was that I just got injured and I kind of fell out of it, to be honest. Yeah. It's as simple as that. And when you were doing your, obviously your, you were injured and you were doing your rehab and stuff, is that how you got into the, you know, the, like the, the PT side of it, into the gym, the weights, stuff like that? That's exactly it. Um, yeah. I, I had a programme. Um, and I was following like a rehab, rehab program um, at my gym at the college and also at a gym uh, local to where I lived. And I just realized that from being in a team environment for 10 years, it, now like to be, have a bit of like, to be an individual and like to push yourself was like such a new beginning for us. And, and to, to find that you could like make progress fast. And it was down to you. That's what I loved. It was down to you to put the effort in. Yeah. And, and, and I've soon realised that the more I put in, the more I got out. And whereas on a Sunday, sometimes if I turned up, like I could carry the team one week, but then the next week, if I didn't have a good game, like it would be okay because we had great other players, you know? So yeah. it was quite nice to fail and like learn about how, learn, learn about how obviously like if you don't put it in, you, you're not going to get much out. And it kind of like, it like creates a good lesson, I think. I think gyms are very strange on it in like fitness. I think what people don't realize is that it's it, it's like a real good lesson for all of the aspects of your life. Yeah. It's like a discipline. discipline. And I think that's that's what I learned very young. Obviously, when you're young, you don't know, but it's what I soon realized. If I didn't go one day, I'd feel terrible. Yeah. You know, and because you're young, when you're doing the football, um, you know, you get that discipline, the fitness, the mm-hmm. the coming in, the the times that you need to do stuff, the boots, the cleaning, stuff like that, you know, yeah. that's all discipline. So when you go into the gym environment, it's people probably don't realise that if you've been in that industry to coming into this fitness industry, it's a similar, 
you know, it's a similar industry. So it's mm-hmm. that adrenaline, having pushing each other in the team, you know, pushing your clients, which is your teammates. Yeah. Um, you know, doing all that kind of thing. Um, so that did you always have an idea that you were going to open a, your own gym, or was that just something that fell into place along the way? Or yeah, I'll be honest. Honestly, I never ever did. Um, I was never even in the gym then. I never even thought about it until I was kind of doing my rehab things, and then. I kind of, the industry wasn't as big as it is today. So yeah. so it wasn't an appeal, if that makes sense. Like, it, it didn't really make sense to have your own gym. And the only time you'd ever see it was in, like, the movies, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, like, the hench guy in the, in, the, in the town has his own gym and all this. <laughs> but uh, it was never really that kind, of, that kind of vibe. But now, I think, like, to look back, I've I've done the right kind of path, you know, and kind of fallen into it. If it's if it doesn't sound like lucky, it, yeah. you just fall into things in life. I feel like, and you make the most of them. Yeah. And did you ever, you know, you were saying you enjoy PE and stuff. Did you ever dream of being like a PE teacher or? Yeah. Know, like a, yeah. Um, all my family are pretty much teachers, and right. Okay. And it, it's kind of like this. To me, it's a very safe thing. Like it's stability. It's a set wage. You know, you get a good pension. Um, there's always work, and that's kind of the route. I, like they pushed me into, and then like I think soon, like slowly but surely, you realise that you're getting pushed into. Like your whole life's kind of centred around going one direction, and then I think you. I, I think I did. Um, so when I was at college, I did like kind of a little placement on a Friday at a local school, and honestly, I realised I just didn't want to do it. Yeah. I kind of realized that there was no progression. There is progression, but not to the level that I'd want to see my life go. Um, I'd be working for the next 40, 50 years, doing the same thing. Um, and I just soon realized that that wasn't for me. It was great, and I enjoyed it, but it wasn't for me. And I think that's what turned me, my whole focus into like going down the route of the gym. Yeah. And w- when you were younger, did you ever have any kind of like um, side hustles or... Uh, entrepreneurial ideas back then you know um, you maybe didn't think about it but you know looking back now did you think oh actually you know yeah. having my own gym is an entrepreneurial thing you know yeah. I'd done this at school did you did you have anything like that yeah I was always crafty and I always thought about money and I always kind of saved money and realized the value um I think just because my mom and dad were like that um I was never spoiled and I, I and I think that taught me the value of it because all my mates I come from quite a wealthy area, I suppose, and everyone kind of had everything. And I didn't, I wasn't that kid with nothing, but I kind of didn't have as much. And I, I, I really didn't mind, do you know? I, I don't yeah. think. And what, I mean, I'd always found little ways to make money. I'd always built my money up. I always had paper rounds and little jobs here and there, helping my dad out, help my dad's friends out. Um, and like, if my mum was going to home bargains, I'd say, get big packs of um, chewing gums. It was Lion Bars, now I think of it, one of them. Um, <laughs> and, and big packs of four or five for a pound, and I'd sell them for a pound each at school. Just little <laughs> things like that, like just to your mates, but not doing them over, but like just, you know, like helping them along the way. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's just like little things like that that I've carried my whole life through, like through my whole life, really. I mean, back from when I was about eight or nine, ten years old to now, like 23, I still have the same kind of work ethic value as that. Yeah, and um, going into the whole gym side, did you ever face any struggles? You know, what were you? What age were you when you moved into to starting to run your own gym? Um, I was 
18 or 19 actually sorry um i was 19 years old so back then honestly i didn't have no clue um and i probably learned in a year or within two years time as much as much and more as what you would use on learn on a degree you know yeah because i was first hand on job and nothing i'll be totally honest with you nothing went right you know um it went, it went, it was okay and it, it kind of made me in a weird way because i learned from my mistakes and now i'm better for it but back then it just wasn't really that successful and if anything it was just like kind of to show off that yeah. we've that we've got a that was the only positive out of it that I've, i had my own place but realistically yeah. it wasn't thriving or doing well um if anything we were just keeping the doors open but that was kind of like the fun part of it we were young and like we were just a bit reckless you know like we weren't that bothered um, yeah so what was the kind of things you faced like how was it all working was it just Jim wasn't it popular back then or no it was it, a... it, it was popular we just we just um we didn't push it and we were more interested in ourselves and any money that we'd make we'd take straight back out and obviously when you start you shouldn't be doing that you should almost be like trying to break even the first year but we any money that we made and any quick money that we made we did make good like good first first hand money but we'd take it out and we'd spend we'd spend it you know like it wasn't it wasn't like thinking ahead or planning for the future, but we didn't know nothing else. You know, yeah. it it wasn't a, we we weren't businessmen back then. But what it did teach us eventually, the lessons that we learned was to be a bit more shrewd and a bit more businesslike. Um, so that's why I say it was good and bad. You know, because it's made us now. I look back and I think, oh god, like we could have done this, that, that. But if you do that your whole life, you'll never get anywhere. You know. Yeah. And what what was what made the penny drop to to actually realizing that you know actually with boys you know we can be doing this in the business you know mm. what what made the penny drop? I think just being in the industry and knowing other people, we kind of like you get a feel for what everyone else is doing, and I think everyone else seemed to be doing a little bit better or getting ahead of us, and like maybe having a few personal conversations with people, we're not making near as enough um, and as much as what they were. And it was kind of like, hold on a minute, like they're exactly the same as us, doing ex- in the exact same industry, with the exact same setup, and we're miles behind. So then it teaches you, like, and it tells you basically that, right, come on, step it up. This isn't what, this isn't the way it's supposed to be going, kind of thing. Yeah. So going back to the the gym, did you have any problems? You know, obviously young lads, eighteen, nineteen, starting up their own gym. Did you have any problems trying to get kit hire, buy kit? You know rent agreements, bank accounts, stuff like that, that the general people trying to start up in business might face? Yeah, I think we had some good investments, so it never really was the case at the start. But I think what we then realised was that when the pot kind of soon ran out, that there was no way we could ever develop from that because we weren't making any profit anyways. And we were kind of running on a, on kind of like an even that there was no money coming in for us to then push on even further if we needed to. And as the industry grows, obviously, you need more kit. If your client base improves, you need more kit. You need a bigger area kind of thing. And we just had no way of doing that. And I think we knew that. And it was kind of then like, all right, okay, well, if we can't go anywhere from this and we're just going to be keep doing, keep doing, like, keep going how we are, then there's no real point to doing it, you know? Yeah. Unfortunately. Um, and it's a bit of a defeatist attitude, but it, it's like a totally different it's a totally different situation when you're 18, 19 and you're faced with such a big kind of responsibility. 
yeah. it's easy to sit back and look and, and think like, oh, you could have just done this and that, but at the time you don't do you don't think like that. Yeah. Um and did you start off in the gym that you're in now or did you have another premises before you so were in the gym? The, what we're talking about, it's not always been a failure. <laughs> but, um yeah. as you can probably tell, but I mean, this was the first gym we were in. Um and now we're in a brand new premises and it's fantastic. Um and we were only in that old premises for about a year. And then now we've moved into this one, um, which is joined onto a football club, um, as you've probably seen from the Instagram. And it's just great, mate. It's a, it's a proper setup, brand new facility, brand new building. It's only been up a year, um, a year and a half-ish. Brand new equipment, everything. It's a, like, it's a real, like, you can take a client in there and feel proud kind of yeah. a place, you know? It's not yeah. like, it's not, the old place was kind of like a church, um, converted church. And it had a nice feel to it, and it was a nice place, but it was cold in the winter, you know, like, etc. But this place, there's heating, sounds basic, but it's like there's heating, there's good lighting, there's brand new equipment, it feels clean. It's kind of one of them where it's like a state-of-the-art um, establishment, really. Yeah. Some, a gym where you can take everybody, where a cold gym is more a, yeah. a grizzly bear, bodybuilding <laughs> yeah. kind of gym, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, exactly that. You need to be the kind of inspiration. And if you're going in at six in the morning and you can't feel your fingers, I don't care who you are, you're going to be you're gonna be feeling a bit down, you know? Yeah. So just going back to the, the football and the bodybuilding, yeah. um, 17, 18-year-old, injured in football, got into the weights. Did that... Was that just your natural progression onto the bodybuilding lifestyle that you're you're in now? I'd I'd say so, mate. Yeah. Um, basically, I had a I was doing my rehab, um, etc. And then I had a friend in my class at college who one lunchtime was going to the gym, and he was like big in Arnold Schwarzenegger, all this. And I didn't really know who he was. I did, but I didn't really understand the kind of like, oh, he's he's a beast and all this because we used to train for performance. You know, it was never looking aesthetics. Um, and then I went to the gym that lunchtime and honestly I've never left I've never yeah. missed a day since and that was probably five years ago so it's really crazy to look at um, and that guy he won't mind me mentioning his name Alex McKenzie he's called he said to me that day he's like mate you need to get pictures in the change room you need to get pictures and I was like what and he was like it's the first day you need to get pictures and I've still got them pictures on my phone now you know and I still use them as transformation pictures because I'm probably like 35, 40 kilograms up from then, you know? Yeah. And it's like, it's, there's nothing more magic than how you can develop the human body. I'm, I'm telling you, mate, it's, it's magical. Like, you, it, it's just, you know yourself, it's like transforming your whole body. It seems like, it seems like kind of a piece of magic, you know? Like, you feed, it's, it's so simple. You go to the gym, you tear down muscles, you lift big heavy weights, you come home, you eat, you sleep, you recover, you grow up and get bigger it's it's crazy but back then it was more like i was saying you train for performance i was trying to get faster i was trying to get more agile jumping fitter more stamina and then now it's like gonna try get 20 inch biceps (laughs) it's like (laughs) it's like it's like a total different world you know um but it's a one that you adapt to fast yeah and how was the balance for you because obviously you know working in a gym, training people, then having to train yourself, mm. you know, to a high level for to to compete, mm. eating, you know, training people and eating. How was how does that life balance work for you? Do you know Do you know what? Um, back then, 
I was training, but not to the like kind of level I am now. I could may maybe like answer that question more so about like now, you know, like current day because yeah, I'll wake up, I'll go to the gym, I'll train a few clients from six a.m. five a.m. and then I'll train myself hard for an hour and a half. I'll have fifteen minutes or so to eat, um, and then I'm back in all day, you know. And it, kind of now this lockdown's happened, I've had a chance to kind of think about everything. And kind of think, I, like some days, I don't know about you, mate, but in this lockdown, I'm getting a bit tired some days. I feel like a bit of a granddad, yeah. you know, and I'm thinking, God, I used to do 15 hour days and train two hours and eat all this. And how did I eat all my food and how did I get all this done? So going back to your question, it's kind of like mentally draining for me to think about it now, how, yeah. I, how I did it. But it's also mentally draining to think that I'm going to have to go back and do that, you know? Yeah. Um, it's kind of but like... do you think, do you think on that one that you'll maybe adapt the way that mm, you do stuff yeah. now you've had a good time to uh-huh. actually think about it? 1,000%. I think this whole online business that we'll probably talk about um, in the next few questions or whatever is kind of like showing me a different pathway. And yeah. I'd like to kind of like incorporate that and in also not just training 15 people a day, you know, because as much as I love it and I love all my clients and I have a right laugh, I could do less, you know, and have a bit of bit like I think there's a balance between quality lifestyle and making money, you know? Yeah. And and it's all right. My dad always said it's all right making loads of money, but if you've got no time to spend it, what's the point? You know? Yeah. And it's kind of the same. It, it's kind of like taught me that. Um I love being at home, like here with my girlfriend, and my dog, like going for walks, then having time to like the whole the whole problem is going on your phone too much, you know? So getting away from that and going out for walks and being with her and things gets me away and and it can get a bit tense you know like being on your phone um your eyes start hurting you're swamped in instagram you know so it's nice to clear your head and i suppose when i was in the gym i wasn't doing that so much so it is just a real like a big adaption to your life really isn't it yeah yeah and just talking on that Mm. subject how how do you think your business is going to adapt and move forward? Yeah, in, in these times, um, I'm I'm not going to lie. I've not I've not thought about um, that in terms of PT really because I I just know that I'll go back and I'll crack straight on. Um, but I think. It, do you mean like? Do you think you'll still have the same clientele even though with what's going on? Yeah, just yeah. You know, obviously, I, if we uh-huh. talk about so social distancing, yeah. how's that going to kind of work in the gym? We don't know. Yeah. but you know, look how. I, I th- I think I think however it go how whichever way it goes, before this was happening, we were like putting measures in place so the gym was getting cleaned every day. Um, I was standing two meters apart. If your clients want to train and they like you and you're good, they're gonna they're gonna still come, you know. Yeah. But if social distance or not, people want to exercise and mentally for like mentally have some kind of like endorphin release, you know. So just <laughs> it sounds cliche, but. Just whatever way you've got, just got to make it work, kind of thing, you know. Yeah, definitely. And do you think the whole online program thing will take off a bit more now because mm. people will be realizing actually I can do all this home workout mm. stuff at home, um, but I would like the coaching from a a PT at the same time, you know. Yeah, I, well, one thousand percent, I've seen that. Um, when I first started this online kind of like quarantine plan thing. So it's an eight-week transformation thing that I've got on my Instagram, all right? So I set this up, like, because I thought eight weeks, okay, it might be eight weeks till we're out of this, so this is going to cover kind of that that period of time. That was my thinking. 
Um, obviously, no like guarantees, but I was thinking, right, if we can do eight weeks with people, then it kind of like sets them off on the right path and it keeps their heads going, etc. Um, what I've shown and like with results that I'm getting, I've got over 60 people on plan now. And what I'm showing is that you can get results at home and you can make the best out of a bad situation. If, if you've got no weight or no training or nothing, you can still have your nutrition correct, you know, and it's just little step bits of routine. So I'll make sure that everyone gets up and they'll go for a walk and that's their fasted cardio. And then I'll make sure that they have their meals at certain times and little routines like that and that all my clients have got in place is what's keeping them going throughout this whole lockdown. You know, it's very easy to give up. And this, this whole situation shows what type of person you are, whether you give up or whether you keep going. And these people that I've got, including myself, uh, are the ones who keep going and want to keep progressing and, or if anything, maintain, you know? Yeah. And what kind of programs are you doing for people online? Mm. So it's the eight week program that I do. Obviously I do little one-off plans and things like that, but it's the eight week program. So you'll get, you'll, you'll tell me your weight, height, age, current daily activity, goal, etc. And from that, I can make a calculation of how much food you need to eat. Um, what training method I want you to do. So whether it be upper, lower body workout, uh, body weight that is, without weight, or if you've got a, um, like access to weight, I can make a plan for that. Um, I'll tell you how far and how much cardio I want you to do a day, etc., etc. So all of this then comes in a kind of like a big plan and it's put towards you. And it's like, right, if you want to gain weight, whatever, here it is. If you want to lose weight, whatever, here it is. If you want to maintain weight here, whatever, here it is. So yeah. it's all set out, structured day by day for you. And it seems to have taken off a little bit. So I'm I'm really quite happy with it. And it's given me like a new lease of life, I suppose. Yeah. And just going back to the discipline that we mm. started talking about at the beginning of the podcast, this is a good thing for discipline as well, because you've got to keep clients accountable for it. Yeah. You know, and you've got to make sure that they're accountable for their own actions as well. So how, how are you monitoring that? Yeah. Um, so what I'll do is I'll have a name. They don't know this, but we'll find out if they listen to this. I have their <laughs> I have their names on a um on notes, and basically what I'll do is every random couple of days I'll text them. This is as well as their check in, you know. So I'll give them a text and I'll be like, hey. So they're probably looking at their phones like, oh god, what's he want? But I'll be like, <laughs> hi, what are you up to? Um, check in was good last week. Have you done this today? Have you done that? Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. And it just makes them know that I'm there. You know, yeah. And I kind of take this, and also, sorry, just to explain, I do a check-in once a week where you get the weight, height, um, how they've been that week with training, how they've been with food, and then what we do is we create a mini, like, kind of like plan method for the week following. Yeah. So yeah, it's just to always make sure you're getting better. But I kind of like going back to the football thing. This is how my manager used to be, you know, with me. Like he always used to check in. He always used to put his arm around me and kind of be like, right, you need to do this, this, this. How have you been? And it was kind of like a caring method and a way of coaching. And it's kind of my style now as well. I've kind of incorporated that. And I think, like, I'm very firm but fair. Like, if you've done well, I'll tell you you've done well. But if you're shit, yeah, I'll tell you, you know, because you need to step it up kind of thing. Um, And you wouldn't have gone through the effort of getting in touch with me, who you've never even met before, you know, and reached out to me and told you your goals and things for you just not to do it. And I've had yeah. a few people, mate, like, I've had a few people just pay me, you know, like, they'll just pay, and they'll just, t- they'll get all that plan and everything, and then they'll just not text back, 
for a week or two. Yeah. And I, yeah. I still haven't heard from people. And it's just like... The it's me- just a waste. Yeah. And, and also, that mentality is almost a bit like, if you did message me, right, no matter what happened or what situation you were in, I'm kind of reluctant to work with you now, you know? It's one of them, yeah. like, people will message me, like, oh, how much is it? I'll be like, right, dot, dot, dot. And then they'll be like, oh, like, do you do any, like, discount or anything like like that? And I'll be like, well, <laughs> it's just the price, you know? Like, it's the, you pay for quality, you know? It's not, it's not, yeah. you, straight away, I'm then like, right, you don't want this. Yeah. They're just looking for an option to tick a box to say that you're, yeah. you're doing something or you've got an online PT or whatever. Yeah, and, uh, and also what I think is people just message to be like to their mates, oh, well, or their mom or dad or whatever, oh, well, I messaged this PT, but quite wasn't for me. So I, I have tried, but at least, you know, like it's like yeah. at least I've tried, but but if that's good enough, it's depend how you want to live your life, isn't it? Yeah. And the good thing I like about your Instagram is it's um, – there's obviously your physique, which you're obviously in cracking shape now because you've obviously been working Thanks, really hard right. at it. But the the whole thing as well of you've you you know, you post your clients. Obviously they're quite happy for you to do that, mm. but you post your clients, but it's not just the the guy who's ripped with a six pack and the broccoli, it's the actual, <laughs> you know, woman who's lost a good stone yeah. or stone in a bit or whatever and you know, sees a good transformation. So that gives other people actually this guy knows what he's doing of course you know rather than just i hate these pts mm. that use instagram oh. and it's just like six pack bicep six pack bicep <laughs> you know it's like just get over it you know it's um I, there's more to life than just six pack and biceps you know look it, i've i found out um i'm only 23 now but as i've been growing up over the past few years i soon found out that it wasn't about me and yeah. and i'm just a tool to be able to use to get people in to train and like i totally believe that as a pt you, your body is your own um business card and yeah look i have to show on some pictures that i'm in quite decent shape you know otherwise you wouldn't want to train with me but yeah i get the most enjoyment out of posting pictures of clients and like even like it some of them is what have made my page really and made the yeah. attraction of uh coming to work with me and like it's kind of like why would I? Why would I post pictures of me doing this, this, this all the time, when realistically it's not about me; it's about my clients. Because at the end of the day, it's a business page, and that's business. It me sitting on a step with my abs out isn't really what people want to see all the time. And I actually notice that I get a lot better feedback and a lot more kind of reach and attraction from the transformation pics than a picture of me standing outside the gym with the sun on my abs. You know? Yeah. And like. I totally agree. I mean, I'd get sick if I, if someone was posting a picture of them looking good every day. You know, I want to see I want to see Claire who's lost four stone. I want to see Charlotte who's built muscle in this area and built. A, I want to see like different like progressions and and transformations. At the end of the day, say I have no idea about the gym. I want to go on an Instagram which has the first six pictures which would come up. I want to see at least three of them transformations. Because then I'm like, right, he's got results. If if it's just a picture, there's plenty of PTs, mate. You would have done it. If you've yeah. been on their pages and like you say, it's abs, bicep, abs, bicep, then they've not got any, they're not working with anyone. You know, they're just yeah. working with themselves and that's all well and good. But if you want yeah. results, you know, you know yeah. where to go. And um, obviously you were talking about people doing the transformation. Mm. The biggest one for me was, 
who's Pauline, by the way? Because <laughs> I remember I remember going on Instagram and that's just that's funny, this man. just took off and, and even I was joining them, you know, I was hashtagging where's Pauline and, and Pauline and stuff. So so who's Pauline? Um that, that's that's funny that. Yeah, she's um she's honestly mate, one of the most lovely women I've ever met in my life. And she's like she's like my second mom. So she, Pauline is my first ever client. Right. Um Pauline was the first ever client I ever trained in the old gym that I was telling you about. And yeah. she was a she trained with a guy who uh, we used to work for and then kind of like over the years just came and worked with me, I suppose. Um and then we've had like this kind of like relationship for the past year a uh, few years where I've just li- literally worked with her three, four days a week. Um and she's been through it all, mate. Like she had cancer all last year. Um like awful she's she's just so unlucky for how much of a lovely lady she is and she's just so strong and she would never show any I, she's like my inspiration for sure and she's such a motivation and i think like i put her everywhere and kind of the whole pauline's in thing because she, i just show that like if she can do it with all that's going on then thousand percent you can do it you know yeah. and anyone that like i get why you asked the question because it must be confusing if you don't know the story really but yeah um, i was thinking is it your mom you know is it yeah an auntie or no, whatever, you know? she she lives very close to me um, and she's from where i'm from and she just we've had the same kind of life you know like living in the same area and we just get each other um yeah. and her husband works away and she's like just got the dogs and she's like and she's got the gym that's kind of a little bit of social life coming and seeing the women come and seeing me and then she she used to be a nurse but now she's obviously like medically retired because of her um, illness and things like that but like I put the transformation picture on over the other day like she's lost five stone over the years you know that's absolutely crazy um yeah. absolutely mental and with she's had cancer three times two times since I've known her um and she just keeps battling it you know she just keeps getting back to normal and she's just She's just fantastic, mate. But she's like one. She's funny on it's funny uh, on the whole Instagram. I think everyone loves her secretly, you know. It's just great. Because yeah. I remember you used to see her picture, and I'd be like, I'd I'd, I'd message her, I'd hashtag in. Yeah, Pauline's. In. It's like you know. It's like you know her, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's mad. Yeah, um, just shows you the power of social media. Oh, ah, this crazy. So, um, just going back to the the kind of business side. Mm. Um, are you still doing a bit of property developing or are you sort of yeah. dried up in that just now? Or? No, um, it, I, I like to talk about this because I, ha- I don't think many people know I'm doing it. Um, but in the past uh, five, six months, I've I've kind of ga- gathered together a few properties and it's all through training a woman, funny enough, through the gym. Um, and and also the bloke who owns the, um, the agency. Um, and I kind of just went to the woman and I said, look, as I was training at PT, I was like, look, I've done this, this, this. Um, I've got this much money. I want to put it towards here. This is my idea. Um, and she was like, right, come in the office. So I literally went in the office the next day. I sat there. I said how much money I had. And the bloke, Dave, he sat down. He's like, right, this is how we'll divide it up. And this is how we'll attack it, you know? And, it, yeah. and within the next three, four months, I then equated like three properties, you know? So it's like, it's crazy really how it's happened. Um, but going back to when I was younger my, I used to have a best friend and his dad's like kind of obviously probably owns most of the things around here and would get in the car and he'd go take around all these new properties and he was opening up pubs and hotels and things like that and that was just one of them things he loved grand designs would watch grand designs and then would would go out in the car and see all these new developments and things like that 
And it just sparked a love. And I was like to my mom and dad always, I want to do this when I'm older. Because there's nothing nicer than sitting back and watching kind of the money rolling in and you're not physically there, you know? Yeah. That's a real powerful, powerful thing to have. And if you want to be successful, to me, you've got to have a few revenues, like revenue streams of um, streams of revenue, sorry. So that's just one of them, you know? And it's a side hustle almost. Yeah. Um, and that's just kind of the way I'm going. I'm not developing them, uh, developing them as such as, as like I'm renting them out. So a few of them I've got and I've done up a little bit and then I'm renting them out. One of them, yep. one of them's a bit of a flip. So I could, I got it quite cheap so I could sell it. But for now I'm just getting the rental back up. Um, so it's, and also I managed to get one over the line the other day, even though all this is going on. Um, because obviously things are very slow with solicitors and I had to go to the bank and do a chaps payment. I waited outside the bank for two hours. Honestly, it's just a nightmare, you know, but yeah. I managed to get stuff done. Um, and it's just nice to fall back on because if everything went wrong, you, at least you know you've got like bricks and water, you know? Yeah. Well, going back into the, the fitness and the property, you know, do you see yourself progressing just to property or do you see yourself progressing to do both? Or yeah. how, how do you see the future for yourself? Um, I think I see the future going the way it is at the moment, kind of building myself up, building my physique, building the brand, um, maybe getting a big bit like a bit of a bigger online presence and then yep. i think slowly but surely come away from pt i love it don't get me wrong but you have to be in the place to make money you know so you're almost like you know the days i do that means that i'm stuck in that room and i spent most of the past two years in that room training people you know and you kind of want to get out and see the world and you watch all these youtubers and they're traveling around the world getting paid looking good and it's kind of similar to what I want to do. I'd love to be able to travel a bit more with my girlfriend, etc., whilst online coaching, being in some of the best places in the world, and then coming back and like PTing and etc., bouncing between them. But with property, the goal is to build up, and and really the goal is to get one a, one a year, really, because yeah, I think I want to get to a place where I'm making the money I am now purely from rentals. Yeah. Um, and then when I'm in that position, um, when I'm in that position, then I can maybe think to come away from this a little bit more. I think it's a, almost like a bit of a footballer career, um, the fitness industry. And I don't think, I know there's a few like older guys doing it and proving me wrong here, but I don't think I want to be doing it past the age of say 40, 50, you know? So I think you've got to make your money now and be clever. And that's why I've invested um, so I have other options and I, I, don't get me wrong. I love it, but I think it's a young and young and happening kind of thing, um, kind of industry. And that's why I'm doing okay at the moment. So yeah. it's nice to back myself up. And like you say, I think eventually slowly, but surely I will come away from this as much as not as not, not fully, but like probably have more side and property than doing, yeah. doing kind of PT and online things. Yeah. And I noticed, obviously, the whole online thing for the PT inside. Um, you're over and you've got clients in Dubai mm. and places like that. So you've got that reach that you can you can do this worldwide, basically, from yeah. Newcastle, <laughs> you know? Yeah. 
it's so crazy. How, how how are you finding that? Are you having any problems? No, it's it's time difference and stuff like that. Nah, right? it's a bit overwhelming to be honest. I mean, I've even got like like even <laughs> I got a shot. I'll tell you a story. I have a guy in Egypt, and um, he just sent me a he sent me. I've got two guys in Egypt actually, and I, and one of them sent me a picture, and he's like, oh. I've got this equipment, mate. Uh, I hope this is all right. And he's taking a picture and he's literally living in like a palace. And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, oh yeah, mate, that sound like the equipment he's got is better than the gym that I've got. <laughs> and I'm like, he's like, is this okay? And I'm like, yes, that is fine. Can I come? Like, it's like crazy. And I'm just sitting there and I, it, it, like, even though I'm confident in myself and I know what I can provide and things, you know, when you just kind of like, you kind of take a step back and you go, he's using me like I'm training you and you're like this prince or whatever, you know, like yeah. you kind of have to double check yourself and be like, ah, oh, I must be all right. You know, like it's quite overwhelming at times. And in just the, like being able to like be communicating with people like that and they found you through an app called Instagram and yeah. I've never met you in my life. It's crazy. Like even for me to talk to you now, mate, I've never yeah. met you. I've only known you through Instagram yeah. and that's crazy. And now we're having a conversation like, I've been mates with you for 20 years. It's crazy. <laughs> it's, it's just the world. The world's totally different, isn't it? But yeah. everyone's adapting without even realising, and so have we. Yeah. And, you know, you're talking about having princes and stuff now. Yeah. How is the guys for Geordie Shore? You obviously are from Newcastle. Yeah. You're quite, uh, you know, Jimmy kind of thing. Uh-huh. Uh, do these guys come to your gym, or do you know them? Uh, yeah, I know a few of them, and and know a few of them from around town, and I'm quite good pals with one of them, James, um, who I've known for a few years now, just from training in the same gym. Right. Um, not my gym, a gym in Heaton that we used to go to called Gold Star. Um, and yeah, they're they're good, man. They're, they're good people, and and they maybe come across a bit different how they actually are in real life. You know, like James, yeah. James is just like me. Like he's just like good crack and same intentions and wants the same things out of life and you just have to come across on tv to the audience you know and it, it it's really funny like being from here i think like you know the perception of people when you're watching it on mtv yeah and like it's totally different when you're here like i think a lot it attracts a lot of students to come here for uni for nights out and etc but to me it's just like going to to go into town you know for a night out it's just like where you're from it's just like you're going to your local place but it seems to be this big like organized kind of like tv um program and into us it's just normal you know so like when you're asking me questions like that i'm like oh yeah they're great like it's just normality you know like i've trained i've trained one or two of them um and what i used to go to school with one of them and then james is obviously my friend and a few of them who were in the original have just kind of done so well. They're like celebrity, like big time celebrities now who've made it. And yeah, fair play. I, like a lot of people give them a lot of stick, but I think fair play, like pretty shrewd to like make a lot of money out of really like sell- yeah, I think selling yourself. You know, successful one at a lot of them is probably Gaz. Oh yeah, um, he's probably been the most successful. Oh at that. yeah, yeah. I never ever, um, I never ever knew Gaz or anything like that because he was obviously a bit older than me. Um, but. He seems to just be playing golf and have a have a kid and family now. So fair play. Yeah, he was like how's Range Rover seems yeah, to be life. Eh? And he was just with girls a few years ago, you know. So it's just mad, <laughs> isn't it? So you know, getting out of lockdown, how how is that looking for you? Just mm. you know, business wise, personal wise, how how are you going to deal with with um, when we come out? Do you mean? Yeah, um, I, I really don't know until it happens, mate. I think I'll just try and go back to normal as much as possible. Um, 
I know it'll be quite nice to maybe get out and go to the gym again um, in terms of like training people and going back to normal. But like you talk with the social distancing, I don't think it'll be as normal as what we think for a few for a few months or years or whatever. Um, but I'm going to try and have a little think, to be honest, over the next few days. That's my kind of goal and job to kind of like have a bit of a game plan. I'm not going to sit here and lie and say I've got one because I don't. Um, because I think things are changing so fast and moving so fast that we don't ever know really what's going on at the moment. So I've got a rough idea. I mean, I've still FaceTime all my clients, so I know exactly what kind of their position they're in. And that I know they're all dying to get back in. So I don't see any reason why it can't all go back to normal, really. Yeah. I found myself in this whole lockdown, I mm. found that I'm starting to enjoy the functional side of training yeah, cool. more than more than the weights now. Yeah. So I'm thinking, you know, when I'm going back to the gym, I'm probably going to get on the battle ropes and Aye. the kettlebells and stuff like that. So mm, good man. Um, it's, it's probably turned from, you know, just trying to push as heavy as you can kind of thing yeah. to actually getting, I think functional gets you into a more better shape uh-huh. than, than the building up side mm. of thing for me because... My, me and nutrition don't yeah. get on. I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah. saw my Instagram story yeah. this morning. Yeah, my pre-match meal was three sausage rolls before coming on to you. So, uh, you know, and maybe that's I a get... Scottish thing. I don't know. <laughs> I think uh, go, touching on that a little bit. I think um, what you've just said there is back when I first started, it was all about being as big as possible. I don't know yeah. if you've realised this, but over the years, it's turned into being lean and yep. kind of like modly look, isn't it? Like athletic. Um, and that's how you do that, you know, like battle ropes, kettlebells, things like that. It's not, it's not lifting three hundred pounds and having steroids. And you know, now it's like lean, fit looking, athletic. So that's the look it's going to give you if you carry on doing that, mate. So it's good. Yeah. Um, just a wee bit cautious for time for you. Mm. So where can where can people um, get hold of you on socials and stuff? So I'm pretty much across everything: um, LinkedIn, uh, Facebook, Instagram. Twitter, you know what? I don't use Twitter that much. I don't know about you, um, but Instagram and Facebook seem to be most where it's at, especially Instagram for uh, PT and my business. But yep. in terms of like property and things like that, I always go through LinkedIn, um, like just seeing what's about really. Yeah. What's your at handle? And um... so it's just it's literally just my name uh, at Richard Heslop on everything. Today's podcast is sponsored by verifytrader.co.uk, matching local people to local trades.